Welcome into the End of Money podcast for Sunday, April 18th at Keeneland. Tom Leach along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development. We tape these podcasts a day in advance so I can uh, crow about the fact that I gave out the late pick four yesterday for, I think it was 530 bucks, and hopefully some folks hit. Uh, so that's two days in a row. This one paid considerably better than the one on Thursday, so uh, hopefully we uh, did it again on Saturday, one of the two of us, and now we're going to try to do it again on Sunday. Tom Leach here with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development, to look at the late pick four on the Sunday card. And Jim, it will start in the sixth race with a non-winners of three, or the claiming race that's either non-winners of three lifetime or three-year-olds at six furlongs, and I thought the horses down on the inside looked awfully strong here, but uh, who did you land on? Yeah, I did too. Um... Uh, always question marks when you have a horse dropping out of a stakes race down to 20,000. But uh, obviously, Wesley Ward's horse, Alfie Solomons, uh, gets Johnny Velasquez, um, never has been up for a, for a tag. Obviously, not what he was uh, last year in July at Keeneland when he won a first level allowance race here. They, and they brought him back in a stakes at Presque Isle. And he got, had the lead to the top of the stretch and gave it up. Um, but there's there's something wrong with dropping out of stakes race to twenty thousand. But he still looks much better than anything in here. But the question marks would not allow me to single this horse. So I'm going to use the two horse Owen Hardy's horse that came back last time out at Tampa, uh, second time in the barn and, and uh, jumped up buyer to seventy. Went wire to wire in a uh, sixteen thousand non winners of two lifetime. So. Uh, 20,000 non-winners of three is reasonable step up for this horse. Mobidia bad, if that's the way you pronounce it. Uh, so go get him a shot in here. Also going to throw in a horse from the outside named First Deputy for Bayerano and Barbara Riley. This horse tried at Turfway. I'm going to say that didn't like the surface up there, did not run well at all. Was in the Linda Rice barn in New York and, um, uh, ran the Gotham last year um, and obviously did not fire. And, and this horse has had some issues since then. But Jack Sisterson had it before Barbara Riley, got claimed last time out. So we're going to give this horse a shot. Just a, It's not a strong field. So I'm going to go three deep here to try to start off the pick four. But I, I could not uh, begrudge anyone who wanted to single the one horse in here. I'm kind of right with uh, you and your thinking. Um, I took the one, just I'm really suspicious of the class drop, but it's really worked well, and Ward's been, you know, his horses have all been firing uh, here at the meet. Um, the uh, the six horse, um, I just thought that back class was certainly one to, to consider. And, you know, shipping port, the five, if you want to go deeper, mainly on the angle that the horse has won here at Keeneland, had a 73 buyer when he uh, won here at Keeneland. So, um, you could go deeper if you want to. I ended up just going with our top two picks here because of keeping the ticket affordable, uh, the two down on the inside. So just a, a slight, unconfident uh, nod to Alfie Solomons here to start the pick four. Seventh race is a turf spread at five and a half furlongs, non-winners of two other than allowance. And um, I took Oak Hill on top um, for a little bit of a price at six to one. It's his second time running in a turf sprint this year, and he had some trouble at the start last time. So we did an interview with Al Stahl that will air on the Today at Keeneland show on Sunday morning, 
and uh, asked him about the the trouble, and he said, yeah, the trouble was significant for the horse, but he said the other thing is there was a first-time gelding in that race, and he had, according to Stahl, been a horse that caused a lot of his own trouble and running erratically, and this time, after that equipment change, so to speak, he um, ran straight and just had a little bad racing luck, but uh, ran much more professionally, which is what they were looking for, uh, said he's trained really well out of that race, so uh, Al seemed to be uh, pretty high on his chances in this spot. So that's a little extra info on Oak Hill in this spot. But I ended up going deep in the pick four because he comes out of a race that uh, a couple of the others are coming out of as well, down to the fairgrounds. Star of Kodiak uh, is a horse that has been 80-plus on the buyer scale in two of the last three outings. Kingpin was favored against the top two horses here. Uh, in the uh, race last time at the fairgrounds. Uh, Shackelford's Joy won a turf sprint at Kentucky Downs. Those are always very tough races. And then American Mandate for uh, Asmussen. And you could actually go even deeper and take Super Dormy from the Cassie Barn, too. So this uh, I thought was a tough spot. Maybe the, in- the intel on Oak Hill makes it more narrow, but uh, I ended up spreading in this spot. How about you? No, it's not narrow at all. I couldn't let anybody here. The horses that came out of the same race, Star of Kodiak, Kingpin, and Oak Hill uh, finished within a length of each other. And uh, my pick actually in the race was Star of Kodiak. Looking back at that race, the horses bumped at the break. I also had trouble two back and then go three back when uh, he got a clean trip in an optional 40. Uh, and he ran wi- uh, nearly wire to wire, won the length and three quarters, and with a 92 buyer, which is better than anything else in this race. So, uh, Excuse me, I, I think those three coming out of the same race. But then you go Super Dormy, almost won at Kentucky Downs. Uh, Verb had an 88 buyer last time in a fairgrounds off the turf, and, and this will be the first time turf for him. American Mandate for Asmussen on the outside, and, and Luis Saez is riding Shackleford's joy. So how can you eliminate anybody? So guess what I did? I went all here. So, um, But if you had to pick a win pick, I'd say that um, Star of Kodiak would be the best bet for me. I would like to uh, go all in here myself and just couldn't uh, to keep the ticket affordable. Um, but that's a, a really challenging spot. Maybe Oak Hill will just uh, blow them away and it'll be uh, look easier in the rearview mirror. Eighth race is uh, Maiden Claimers, three-year-olds and up going seven furlongs. Uh, who did you land on here? Well, this one was wide open, too. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not going to have any money left for the last race, so you can probably figure I'm a single there. Colebrook's horse on the inside dropping out of Maiden Special Weight, but they gave up on more than sole title uh, pretty quickly. Sovereign change for Joe Sharp, drops out of Maiden Special Week, and ran competitively at Maiden 30 at Fairgrounds. So you got to throw him in there. Uh, Pittman for Jimmy Graham and, and Graham Motion. Uh, they dropped him last time from a Maiden Special to a 25, and he ran second. And then Scary Larry uh, for DeSormo and Merle has the best number in the last race for 62. So... Um, kind of stretching for a, a price here. Um, there's one first-time starter in here, and I like to use first-time starters to make claimers, so I could go a little bit deeper and use the two. I uh, can't stop this man, but unknown trainer, and Cobra Hernandez has won a couple races here. I'm going to stick with those four. Uh, Joe Sharp's horse, Sovereign Change, I suppose, with Luis Saez will definitely be the favorite here. Uh, coming out of a maiden special at Oakland and with that good buyer in the maiden 30, two back at fairgrounds. So sovereign change would be my win pick in the eighth race. 
I ended up uh, taking a shot with more than sole title here uh, for a few reasons. Colbrook Barn's been hot. This horse has taken a class drop and has worked uh, locally. So 8-1 to one was intriguing, and I took this one on top, but uh, that's just a very, uh, not a real strong opinion. The three golden spoke uh, for Jack Sisterson's dropping out of straight maiden company and just, uh, you know, has not run much, but uh, that drop is always significant from maiden to maiden claiming. So uh, I wanted to use that one. Sovereign change, you got to use. Uh, it's Luis Saez showing up on this horse for Joe Sharp. But Sharp's also got Whiskey Plank, and I think that one's not to be overlooked. And then uh, the eight you mentioned, Pitman, I'm going to use for Ram Motion. And uh, I'm going to use Kick Some Tail uh, out uh, toward the outside. Uh, this horse um, improved notably last time. Just, I mean, it's a 50 buyers, nothing that's going to scare anybody away, but it was just significant improvement. And the Tomlinson-Rocco combo uh, can click at some prices uh, at Keeneland and at Churchill. So I've seen it happen before. I want to throw that horse in as well and go deep when we get to the pick four. But uh, a nod to more than sole title for the win pick. And then in the seventh race, it's three-year-old Phillies, uh, Maidens going a mile on the turf. And I think this this one you can narrow down. Uh, you can, uh, I'm guessing your single is going to be Navician Sunrise for Chad Brown and Rosario and a debuted on the turf. Uh, made his first run on the turf, or she did, with a 79 buyer figure. Uh, big improvement from the first time out uh, non-turf. So I thought that was uh, noteworthy and looked awfully strong. I'm going to add Commander's Palace for Cassie, who was 5-1 to one on the debut at Gulfstream as well and used two in the last leg when we get to the pick four. And I think one of those two uh, gets you there. If you come into the last race with those those two alive, I think you're you're going to win the pick four. Uh, sweet workout. If you want to go deeper, the 10 for Catalano has improved recently and uh, could be worth a look. But um, I think Novician Sunrise is a pretty strong win pick for me, I'm guessing for you as well. I would agree with that. I, um, Chad Brown and Joel Rosario in the last race um, with a 79 buyer in his pocket. I think this filly uh, probably is better than the rest of these horses. I agree with you that Catalano's horse, Merits a look, but they dropped her to 50,000 and she still couldn't win at fairgrounds. Hard to believe that she'd come off those two efforts and win a maiden special way here at Keeneland. So, um, I think she's found her level. She just didn't have a, didn't have a high level claiming race to go in. So they put her in a maiden special way. And VC and Sunrise is my single here in the pick four. So let's see what your pick four ticket looks like. All right. Very uh, inexpensive today. Um, first leg, one, one, two, six, and I almost just went one, two like you did. But I threw the six in there as a little bit of a price for first deputy. So one, two, six in the first leg. Uh, taking them all in the second leg, so that's eight horses. Uh, in the eighth race, one, five, eight, nine. And that's the one I've got question marks about. You can go deeper in there if, you, if you've got the money because I, I don't have a strong opinion in there. Sovereign change is probably going to be a favorite. So one, five, eight, nine. And finish it up with Novician Sunrise, the two horse for Chad Brown and Joel Rosario. So my ticket is one, two, six. With all, with one five eight nine, with two, for a cool forty two dollars. My ticket is sixty dollars, and it's uh, bookended by uh, taking two horses in the first and the last legs, um, one and two to start it, and then the second leg one two six seven eight. Uh, in the third leg, going six deep one three five six eight eleven. So I should be taking them all, but. I'm not going to blow up the budget. And then two and four in the last leg for a $60 ticket. 
on the Sunday late pick four at Keeneland. And after this card is over, there will be just three days of racing left in the spring meet. Um, did see that the as we tape this, the uh, Toyota Bluegrass winner, Essential Quality, had a very sharp workout over at Churchill Downs. One of his last major moves before the Kentucky Derby. So uh, we're rooting for the Bluegrass winner. And looks like all all systems are go there for Brad Cox and company. Best of luck with your wagers on the Sunday card. And we'll see you next week for the next edition of the In the Money podcast for KeelanSelect.com.